Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is The Faith of Christmas. I want to talk about two things, Christmas impossibilities and the faith of Christmas. You see, there's an amazing thing about the story of Christmas found in the book of Luke. It is something, if you would look at, reveals some specific things that God has done. These are the Christmas impossibilities. It was written about in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New. As you look at it and see its amazing fulfillment, you see faith at work, and it expresses the faith of Christmas. In Luke 1, 8 through 9, it says this about Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. See, this is talking about something that was set up in 1 Chronicles 23 through 24. And it gives us a unique picture as it gives us the list of the divisions of the priesthood and shows us why and how this was taking place with Zacharias. See, in 1 Chronicles 23 through 24, it shows us that there were 24 divisions that were divided by King David. These divisions were in the priesthood. We find in the word that it's according to David's guidelines that each division of priests served at the temple twice a year and at major holidays. In the order of things, during King David, there were 56 priests from one of the divisions that served each day. This was estimated to be as many as 8,000 to 18,000 priests during the reign of King David throughout Israel at that time. This determined that the priest who offered incense at the altar of incense in the holy place each day was determined by a random lot. They served by drawing lots. That would be thousands of lots. (laughs) Once a priest drew the lot, he could only offer his service once in his lifetime. The key here was being made that Zacharias pulled the lot at the exact time to serve. He had to serve at the moment the message came to him. And this was just prior to Mary having the message delivered to her. Christmas impossibilities. How did Zacharias get this lot from eight to 18,000 priests for his once in a lifetime service? Well, on that special day, Zachariah had this amazing desire of his life finally come true, and it was one in eight to 18,000, as it says in Luke 1, 8 through 9. And now this makes sense when we hear, now it happened that while he was performing his priestly service to God in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. See, it was in these moments that he would finally be able to enter that holy place and offer incense to God. Again, this was once in a lifetime event, and it was known to be a wonderful privilege. Before a priest could enter that holy place to offer the incense, it was the custom for the people who were standing between the holy place and the bronze altar to leave the courtyard area and to begin praying. Everyone would be praying for Zacharias as he entered this holy place, and Zacharias was going to enter it alone. There wouldn't be anyone nearby. So this was an encounter he was going to have with God and God alone. Not only was the difficulty with the odds to be chosen by the lot, it was also key to be chosen at that right moment. 
as it was laid out by King David, each section of the priests rotated in Jerusalem for one week only twice a year, which means there were only 14 days of active service twice a year. So out of eight to 18,000 priests to be chosen, it could only happen within 14 days twice a year at this point in time where Zacharias was serving. So Zacharias only had 28 chances to perform that sacrifice or to offer this incense in that year of his life. And it was out of up to 18,000 priests. So it was key and pretty normal that the priests who had never offered incense would cast lots to see who would take their turn, leaving many to never have the opportunity to ever do so in their lifetime at all. That means Zacharias had been waiting for that lot to fall on him for years equally as long as he had been waiting for a child. And the Lord knew the exact moment in the exact time. And he was weaving the lives of Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and Zacharias together within the tapestry of his purpose and his divine plan. He was doing Christmas impossibilities. Can you imagine how Zacharias felt? After a lifetime of faithfully serving to finally get his chance to enter in to that holy place to burn the incense on behalf of the people. And when he got there, there was an angel waiting for him. And this angel had a personal message from the Lord to him. And what was the message? Well, let's look at what Gabriel had to say. It says it in Luke 1, 12 through 22. In verse 12, it says, when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And then the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You would think, that this faithful priest like Zacharias would have recognized the similarity to the scripture that he knew from the book of Judges at the beginning of the story of Samson, where he would read in the Torah, the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, although you are barren, having borne no children, you shall conceive and bear a son. Well, Zacharias heard Gabriel continue. He will be great in the sight of the Lord and he must never drink wine or strong drink. See, this was the covenant of the Levite priesthood. These scriptures were about the prophet Samuel. His mother had vowed that he would be a Nazarite, never drinking alcohol. And 1 Samuel 3.19 records that the child Samuel became great before the Lord. Zacharias heard Gabriel continue to say that the boy would have the spirit and power of Elijah, fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi 4, 5 through 6. I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great day of the Lord comes, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Last, but not least, Gabriel indicates to Zacharias and Elizabeth that their son would be named John and that he would fulfill the prayer of David recorded in 2 Samuel 7, when David thanks God, as it says, for preparing your people, Israel, for yourself as your own people. This Christmas impossibility was bringing the purpose of God, God's purpose for God's family design. And see, that's another amazing part of the Christmas picture. Christmas purpose with God's family design, just bringing forth those manifestations of possibilities from impossibilities and bringing the revelation of Christmas faith. See, Zacharias, Elizabeth, and Mary were family. And we find in Luke 1 verse 35 that Gabriel tells Mary and behold your cousin Elizabeth she has also conceived a son in her old age and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren so first Elizabeth was from the tribe of Levites and Mary was from the tribe of Judah and this was a unique link 
calling Jesus as the lion from the tribe of Judah. And as Hebrews declares to us that he is our high priest from that priesthood of the Levites. Amazingly, Zacharias and Elizabeth were both descendants of that Levitical priestly line. And there's a key in Matthew 1. It's where we see how the fulfillment of prophecy of the lineage of Jesus was fulfilled as you read all the begats. These aren't just a bunch of words that are history here. God is showing us that there is a divine weaving, a weaving of impossibilities, a linking of people together to bring forth a purpose and a destiny. They're to show this purpose and destiny as family lineage, and we are drawn in to the family of God. They're there to show a purpose and destiny of a line to reveal the kingdom culture of the Son of God. Your name would be inscribed in this list if this chapter continued to be written to include those who by faith receive Jesus. As you receive Jesus, you're grafted into him and his lineage. It says in Romans eleven seventeen, thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them partakers of the root and fatness of the olive tree. We are partakers of the lineage of Jesus Christ. We are partakers of the family of God. We are partakers of the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of even Zacharias, Elizabeth, and Mary. As you receive the blessing of God and experience the gift of God, you will move forward by faith in your life and your faith will bring a lineage of the blessing to yourself, your family, and to others. In Luke 1, 5, it tells us that Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron, the priest. She and her husband, Zacharias, it says, were righteous before God, living blamelessly in Luke 1, 6. This is the same word for righteous used in Matthew 1, 19, where it says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. So Joseph here again is linked in this family lineage and in these Christmas impossibilities. And Joseph is entwined in this Christmas story. And he has the same righteousness before God living blamelessly because he chose justice and the path of mercy and love. See, in Micah 6, 8, it declares that this righteousness goes this way, that he has shown thee, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly. This means to promote justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. The amazing thing about this is only God could link people in a lineage through the years of time and create the pathway for it all to come together. The key to this is the simple lot Zacharias was given out of up to 18,000 priests with an angel declaring a son to a barren wife who was from the tribe of Levi, connecting the two to a virgin from the tribe of Judah. Then he sent a message to a virgin girl, that message being that Elizabeth was with child at the same moment in this time where she was told by the angel Gabriel that she would be the vessel for the Son of God to make entrance to the world. How can those two lives be linked together like that without God fulfilling Christmas impossibilities with his possibility? In Luke 1, 39 through 45, it says this, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me? 
that the mother of my Lord shall come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb. This is the faith of Christmas. As we go on and see the Christmas story, we see the faith of Christmas is fulfilled, as Mary had declared in Luke one thirty-eight, when she said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. And Elizabeth, knowing nothing, declares it, as it says in Luke one forty-five, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. We are blessed because we believe. And there will be a performance of those things which are told to you from the Lord. This is the faith of Christmas. Grasp that. Hang on to that. You are blessed because you believe. And there will be a performance of those things which you are told from the Lord. And Mary answers Elizabeth with this confident voice of faith in Luke 146. And she said, my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, as she goes on in verses 46 through 55. And she says, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden for behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed for he that is mighty has done to me great things and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. And he has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things. Both Mary and Elizabeth and Zacharias knew the truth of Luke 137. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. The faith of Christmas is still being fulfilled today. The faith that impossibilities become possible because nothing is impossible for him. The very purpose that each one of these participants in the Christmas story is still speaking. Their lives are woven together and are even continuously bringing the faith of Christmas. See, the Lord is weaving in every aspect of your life, his purpose and destiny. He has a plan for you and he knows intricately how to bring everything together. In Romans 8, 28, the word of God tells us, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We see that it says all things work together for good to them that are called according to his purpose. The all things that are working together are not bad situations. They are all the things of God working for you. They are the blessing of God, the word of God, the victory of God, everything accomplished through Jesus Christ. It is the spirit of God who is working. He is working for your good. It is the hand of God working in your life. And if you notice in the scripture, it says that they are working according to his purpose. Well, his purpose of the Christmas story was bringing the birth of Jesus and declaring the forerunner of John the Baptist and fulfilling the word of God, bringing the salvation and blessing of God to people. The purpose of both of these people here were wrapped up in other individuals. The son of God, John the Baptist, wrapped up in Zacharias, Elizabeth, and Mary. We can see that the story goes on as we find Joseph. Each individual is woven into the purpose of the son of God. He is always doing the impossible. Things that are impossible to us are possible in him. And he has woven himself in your life as you received him. And you are a part of that intricate weaving. And as we look at that intricate weaving that he did in the lives of Zacharias, Elizabeth, and Mary, 
and even Joseph, we can see that his hand is at work doing the impossible for us. His design for you is to embrace his word as Mary did and declare it to be done according to his word, releasing the impossible in your life. We don't serve a conditional God, but we do serve a God who desires us to speak our faith as we embrace him, receive him and confess him according to his word. He doesn't require works from us, but he does require believing. He does require the work of faith. It says in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Jesus did the work of faith. It says in Galatians, it's by the faith of the Son of God we live. And as we embrace him, we are embracing that work of faith. And God is requiring us to believe, to be a part of that work of faith with power. See, it says in 1 Thessalonians 1, 3 through 4, to be remembering without ceasing your work of faith and your labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God, our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, you are the election of God. See, we are the election of God. That word is the eklage of God. The word election, eklage means the act of picking out and choosing. He has picked us out and chosen us in his plan and purpose, his will of love, his act of faith. It means the act of God's free will by which before the foundation of the world, he decreed his blessings to those who believe in him. This is the word eklage. It means that he decreed and made this choice with his determination to bless those people through Christ by grace alone who accept him by faith. And it is by faith, in faith, and of faith. See, we are a person chosen, God's elect, God's eclige. And he has proven that through Zacharias. He proved that through Elizabeth and he proved that through Mary. See, Zacharias had his mouth sealed so he would not speak against faith. Elizabeth opened her mouth and declared the blessing of the Lord. And Mary spoke and agreed that it be done unto her according to the word of God. These reveal to us the faith of Christmas, the work of faith, the eclige of God. You are the elect of God. You have the faith of Christmas right there in your life as you receive Jesus. And you have those Christmas impossibilities happening every day. He is making things possible just for you. His word reveals to us his purpose to bless and love us. This Christmas faith reveals to us the blessing that he has for us. We see the impossibilities of Christmas become possible. And we see the impossibilities in every moment of our lives become possible in him. We experience the graciousness of his blessing. We experience the blessing and his choice to bless us and to make us his elect. And all he has asked of us to do is to believe, to simply believe and do the work of faith. So speak the blessing of Christmas. Be it done unto me according to your word, for I know with you, God, all things are possible. And as you hear this podcast, let it be that Christmas impossibilities have become your possibility and that Christmas faith is yours. And it is done as you decree, be it done unto me, according to your word, Lord, 
for I know with you, God, all things are possible. Father, I thank you that this podcast can bring forth your message, Lord, of Christmas faith, of your word every day, experiencing that you are bringing to pass the manifestation of your word, all the possibilities that are ours because you have brought it forth and you have given it. And as we see impossibilities, we can know that with you, all things are possible. And as we see and hear and experience the blessing of your word, we know that we can speak as we hear your voice, be it done unto us according to your word and what you have promised us. And we thank you for that. And may this be the greatest Christmas gift of all as people hear that they have everything promised to them from Genesis to Revelation, and they can experience the impossibilities of God, that they know that all things are possible for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.